Welcome back to American Graffiti, one song at a time, where we, guess what we do? We analyze the movie American Graffiti, one song at a time. Oh, but wait, that's a lie today. This is episode 28, which I'm affectionately calling Wolfman Jack because there is no song. There is just a Wolfman Jack uh, collect call little ditty going on. So there's no way I can make a whole episode of this all by my lonesome. Today I have not one but two wonderful guests. Please welcome George and Liz. Hey, that's us. Who are you going to call when there's Nothing not a lot to talk going about. on in a minute? Yeah. <laughs> Although I will, I will say, Tierney, I think you're setting yourself up as an unreliable narrator with that intro. Uh, an unreliable narrator. Well, let's see. You heard me taking notes on this minute while we were setting up the recording. So. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes you somewhat reliable since you're actually taking notes. I mean, you're lucky George and I watched it. <laughs> yeah. That was actually one of my questions. Uh, for I today. watched it while I was driving. There we go. <laughs> We're the best podcast guests to have we are on, the everybody. Best guests ever. Best in class. So, uh, you guys, you are veteran podcasters. That seems a bit generous. <laughs> no, I mean, we've been around for a while and we probably I've have done collectively lost limbs. Yeah. Podcasts have been made and possibly more in the future shrug <laughs> yeah i feel like maybe liz has been on more guest spots than actual podcast spots because it's been a minute and the movie wasn't that long so yeah getting close this won't air until the end of july if that helps gives you guys some time to probably uh... <laughs> probably won't <laughs> just probably won't real. if i just want to be honest probably won't look summer 2021 is an exciting time i get it people are gonna be driving around in cars full of people some of whom they've only just met that night it's gonna be a great time so let's dive into this uh what the script refers to as a metallic ballet because while i realized mm. This is a short segment. There's no song. You see almost everybody in this movie this minute. There's Toothy Girl and White T-Shirt Guy. Oh, and we also we also get to, like, thank you, Tyranny, for giving us a minute with Bucktooth Becky's racist mother in it. Not huh? in it, but oh. she's referencing her. Oh, referenced. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Carol mentions that her parents won't let her listen to Wolfman Jack because he's a Negro. And what's super great is that if you dive into, so this movie features the real Wolfman Jack. And that was actually something that was debated in real life. All the, all the debates you're seeing here of like, oh, you know, he's in a plane that's flying around. Oh, he's just outside of town. No, he's in Mexico. Oh, he's black. No, he's Italian. Like all of that was part of the mystique of the real Wolfman Jack. When the true answer is that He's MXM podcaster Robin Burge. Yeah, that's, that's him. <laughs> Wolfman Jack. Big surprise. I had no idea I knew so much about Robin Burge for doing this project. <laughs> yeah, you should really have him on. It'd be a good get. There we go. But no, there's there was a famous incident where Wolfman Jack showed up to an event like wearing an Afro wig just and, and people were just like, so wait, is he black? What's going on here? So good good catch on that that uh parents have always sucked, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> parents just don't understand. 
There we go. This movie is the original. <laughs> there was a uh, there was a cartoon that featured Wolfman Jack back in the eighties, where um, he was basically a uh, he was a he was a pirate DJ, but also I, he went around solving crimes a la Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> I l- love it. <laughs> So what Wolfman Jack is doing here is accepting a collect call. And I love the the tone of this. Your name is Collect Call. (laughs) It's great. I I just want to let you know real quick because I just looked it up. That show called Wolfman called Wolf Rock TV lasted seven episodes before it was canceled. Hey, that would be a huge run in Britain. Yeah, that would be an entire season. Yep. He just pioneered the limited series for Exactly. He was doing that Disney Plus thing. There we go. There we go. Well, what I love here, what I love about this minute, actually, is that you see all these different people in all these different cars enjoying listening to Wolfman Jack, which is the point, which is what Lucas was going for. That kids just cruise around and have a good time listening to this guy. And what I love is when you step outside of this movie... And you're just sitting in your living room or at your desk or whatever watching this. This whole back and forth between him and the collect caller isn't actually that funny. But it's <laughs> funny to watch them like losing it, laughing at it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very, it's, a, it's like early jerky boys feel. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to make fun of this poor woman doing her job. Yeah. He's like, yeah. are you French operators? Like, what? To all, leave her alone. <laughs> she didn't ask for this. And Floyd comes out of no, like that. I I double checked on like the script and closed captioning because I was like, did I miss something? No. He's just like, are you Floyd? And just runs with it. And it's, again, if you step back and you're like analyzing the joke, which always makes it funnier. Like, this is not like comedy gold classic bit, but they're, they're all just having such a good time. And he just, he's so committed to it that it's pretty good. And uh, what I was looking up right before we started was that he is quoting a poem that exists. He did not make this up because I kind of wondered if it was just words and phrases that would sound like a poem, if that makes sense. But no, no, this is George Herbert's Love 3, Roman numeral 3. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. Oh, no, no. George Herbert is a Church of England priest from the time of Shakespeare writing metaphysics poems. (laughs) Well, he, everyone needs a hobby. That's a lot of personality. It's a there's a lot going on, and I am I'm not good at analyzing poetry, and I'm not good at analyzing literature from this era. I had to do it as an English minor. I survived, but barely. There was a Norton anthology, and my eyes are glazing over. I couldn't even follow it while it was happening. I didn't realize that I there was anything poetry adjacent happening on the screen. <laughs> so I think you're doing all right, Tierney. Yay! I did it. I googled the phrases and found the thing. I was just for the whole 56 seconds of this clip like, where am I? What is happening? <laughs> I'm so IR kind Stan- Just standard Liz questions. Yeah, yeah basically. Yes. She does that in the grocery store. <laughs> it makes sense. How did I get here? How did we get here? And why are we in so many different cars going back and forth? So Liz... The big question whenever I have you on a podcast is, so did you watch this movie? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I didn't. (laughs) Okay. What do you think is happening here? So, honestly, in this section, (laughs) I don't know. There, it's it's okay. like there are these people. There's this girl with teeth, and <laughs> this boy is driving her. And I don't know why. Mm-mm. I don't think either of them knows why. 
And then there's some kids in a furry car. Got a very fuzzy back window. That doesn't seem safe. Mm-hmm. No, that car is... That car has been chopped lower. It's supposed to look like a submarine, basically. But then it's fuzzy inside, which just yeah, cracks it's like me a up really every time. Pl- a plush submarine. <laughs> now, now, Liz, I'll ask you a question. Um, have you ever been cruising? Oh yeah, I mean that's eternal, right? Like yeah. when you're sixteen and seventeen, what else are you gonna do? There's nothing <laughs> to do. I have never actively lived in a town where there was cruising, but I would visit my cousins who lived in a small Georgia town and we would cruise. I mean, we didn't, it wasn't cruising like this. We just drove around and like, if we were feeling fancy, we'd drive up to the college campus and try and find cute boys to... Oh, no, no, no. no there, was, there was a set path, and everyone would just kind of drive their cars around this path, and then every um, now and then we'd pull off and kind of talk and shoot this <coughs> and get back in the car and keep driving. And it wasn't just like, hey, let's get in the car and go. There was like a good three hours of car prep where you're cleaning and you're <laughs> shining things. And my cousin's like, I want to try to get these rubber blocks under my, my struts so I can like, get my shocks to like make my car look like it stands up taller. I have never spent three hours cleaning my car in like the 20 years I've been driving. This was cleaning a car (laughs) that was already immaculate. Yeah, this was the shining. (laughs) My town was too big to have that style of cruising, but we did just ride around in cars and talk. And hang out. We did that. Listen to a lot of music. And just waste gas. (laughs) (laughs) Remember the days (laughs) when gas was so cheap that you could just ride around and like, and, and it would because you wanted to have the windows down, but it was still only like 50 degrees outside, you'd also like crank the heat. <laughs> well, this was this was Georgia. So you could play your you Blink-182 yeah. real loud out the windows. Oh, uh, we were listening yes. to like the doors and prints <laughs> and that sort of stuff at the top. Oh, oh, and uh, Leonard Skinner, because it was Georgia. You both are painting such a picture and I love it. <laughs> My best friend was super into like pop punk, so we listened to lots of terrible pop punk. I love it. I would have been right there with you. Yeah, this is... This is a George Lucas movie that is a man who has earnestly looked into the camera and said, cars were my life. He was not exaggerating. That is how George Lucas feels. And basically, he was challenged by Francis Ford Coppola to make a movie that was light and fluffy, the the opposite of everything he had made up to that point. (laughs) And so he decided to make a movie about teenagers cruising around who were obsessed with their cars and listened to Wolfman Jack because that is what he did. And he said it in 1962 because that is the year he graduated. In fact, actually, uh, Lucas mentions that he missed his 10-year high school reunion because he was making American Graffiti. Well, that's the ultimate high school reunion, right? Yeah. He he ha- he got the better end of the deal on that one. <laughs> I've never been to a high school reunion, but I Same. would rather watch American Graffiti than go to one. Yeah, actually, uh, my tw- wait is that how math works? My twenty year reunion will be in two years. Maybe I'll actually watch American Graffiti then. Yeah, my tw- my twenty fifth <laughs> is apparently coming up, and I'm not going to that one either. It's like, wait, wait, you want me to pay money to come and hang out with people I didn't want to hang out with when I could do it for free? <laughs> What? No, 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 that's, no, that's not happening. <laughs> I that's see enough not of you assholes on Facebook. Will Corn, please stop messaging me on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs>
So, George, did you watch this movie? I saw this movie, but I saw this movie like when I was working at a video store. It was like one of the, I, you know, you go through that phase when you're in a video store, you're like, I had to watch all the classics. And so you like mm-hmm. go through Bogart, you go through Paul Newman, and you kind of like kind of pick actors, just kind of run through their works. Yep. I definitely had like, oh, yeah, I definitely need to watch American Graffiti. And so that was on there. And and I've, I have seen it, but it was, has been at least 20 years. I was curious if you had a character you identified with, like if you were, because uh, at the beginning, Steve, the Ron Howard character is so like, we're out of this turkey town. Like we're never, com-, you know, well, he's coming back for Christmas for his girlfriend, but like he's ready to burn rubber on the way out of town. <laughs> I'm probably Bucktooth Becky and her racist parents. <laughs> <laughs> So just for people confused, not following along, Bucktooth Becky <laughs> is what we're calling Mackenzie Phillips. <laughs> I mean, it, that's the Mackenzie name Phillips. Yeah, that's it, a it, it really twelve-year-old Mackenzie Phillips. Yeah, she's <laughs> a bait. I'm sorry, I can't say that on this, can I? I have many car horn hawks. Okay, ready I was going to say, like, if you can, if you can bleep that out, that's great. I didn't know what the PG rating on, uh, or what the rating was on American Graffiti, the podcast. So yeah, she's a child, but she's also Mackenzie Phillips, so you can swear in front she's of a, her. She's a child. Yeah, she's she's already seen worse. Yeah, I think I did the math on the story she's told, and I was like, okay, so this person has tried cocaine by this point, but she's not addicted to cocaine yet. <laughs> And we do get a scene in the next minute where, um, like, we'll get there. But, like, yeah. she, she has lived a life. <laughs> a lived a life. Yeah. Let's just say that tomorrow things are going to happen. And Carol Mackenzie Phillips is going to escalate the situation so <laughs> fast. <laughs> well, I'm very sorry that we can't ask you. Well, actually, no. Screw it. We'll just ask based on what you have seen. Liz, were there any characters you identified with? <laughs> Because we usually ask, like, who were you in high school? Were you the Kurt who just wants to get out of here? Or Milner, who's still living in the past in his glory days? But you don't know who any of these people are, so. Uh, Yeah, I'm like, "Mm, I'm the guy on the street operating the (laughs) searchlights. There we go. I love it. Now, refresh my memory, I'm sorry. I'm Colette Call. You're Colette Call. (laughs) That's you. You're Colette Call Carol. Are you French? Yes, we. Oui. There we go. Uh, how did Richard Dreyfus wind up in the car with the bad boys? He has literally been kidnapped by a gang. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> my like gosh, it. that explains so much. Also, that's Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> that's that Richard is... Dreyfus. Speaking of people who are babies. <laughs> yeah, like just everybody in this movie, just stick baby in front of their name <laughs> and then that will describe them. Baby, r- yeah. ba- baby Harrison Ford. Well, except for Ron Howard. He looks the same as he's always looked. Ron, yeah. Except he's taller and has bigger ears, apparently. But more hair. Yeah, there's, there's child Ron Howard. Ron Howard, older director Ron Ron Howard. Old man Ron Howard. That's it. Those are the three options. (laughs) There's black and white Ron Howard, early (laughs) color Ron Howard, current day Ron Howard. Perfect. There we go. It really, it covers all the options that you need. Yes. (laughs) And then there's that one guy who was in that weird Disney movie about living in Antarctica and he ran around naked flapping his ding dong around in front of a bunch of caribou. I missed that oh, one. Oh yeah, I don't know what that You didn't one see that is. movie? My let me uh, let, let me let me do a quick scan down the list and I'll give you his actual name. Well, you tell me, Tierney. He's the one in the uh in the Ford Fairlane uh or the Chevy with the dice in the window with the blonde. Oh, with dice in the window with the blonde. 
You're referring to Charles Martin Smith. Yes, yes. He was in a movie and it was like made for Disney and it was like a thing where he was like a guy who got stuck out or he maybe was a scientist doing research out in like the wilderness, like out in like the tundra or something. And he was trying to survive. And it, there's like there's like actual footage of him running around like bare naked, like flopping around on camera <laughs> in front of like a bunch of caribou. Okay. <laughs> I watched the behind the scenes like documentary and he was a delight. And one of his complaints was that he felt like George Lucas just always left the camera running until he made a mistake and then would use that take. And I feel like maybe that just set a precedent where he was like, I'm just going to do whatever. I think it was. (laughs) I think it's the movie Never Cry Wolf from 1983. Wow. Okay. So 10 years. So I'm putting 10 years on him. I don't need to imagine all of this. I just love that it exists. Yeah, once you, also, once, once you imagine this fuzzy dice, it's just all over after that. Yeah. I'm very glad, too, that this was a real movie because there was a moment where I was like, George, did you imagine this? Was this a dream that you had? <laughs> so I'm I'm very pleased to hear that it is an actual IMDb entity. <laughs> yeah, he remembers his dreams in much more detail. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I, I would okay. be way more specific about my dream. This is like, oh, I remember this guy in his in his wing wang, and that's about it. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna come back and reconvene tomorrow to talk about a Chuck Berry song. And I got very distracted by how many like think pieces there are on the song "My Dingaling." <laughs> well, also, guys, every song by Chuck really? Berry is secretly about poop, so that's also fun. Well, there's something to look forward to for tomorrow, listeners. Yeah. Yeah, tomorrow. Escalating situations and Chuck Berry's uh, inappropriateness. Good times. Good times. Good times. Well, the collect call finally goes through. This poor operator is finally freed. She's passed it on. She's like, look, your party is ready. I'm out of this situation. And what comes over is Matilda? (laughs) So that means she's Australian, right? You know what? He broadcasts all over the world. We're gonna find he's out. He's flying so, from a plane, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a whole trip. But I love that after all of that buildup, it's basically just like, now this call is over. <laughs> like that's it. He's got. I go. Re- I gotta go read my weird poem now. There we go. You know what? Maybe he also got distracted thinking about George Herbert and. <laughs> uh, was just like I gotta I just gotta put on a song and read about this guy because what is going on here so yeah I I think that is a great place to leave us and come back and talk about the next scene so I usually ask people if they have anything they want to plug how how you guys doing on George that? has a show I do I have a new podcast it's I'm called not on it with him but he called, still has yeah, it this is this is a this is a Liz solo joint um it's called uh, Elementary My Dears and it's an episode by episode analysis of the CBS show Elementary awesome we have released seven episodes and actually theoretically oh we got another theoretical on Liz but this is going to be a fun one so I support I support this yeah so there's an actual Twitter account and art. Uh, there's show art art exists and a, like a a host a hosting account has been set up for Ooh. minute in black that I will be hosting with Alex Thompson who can hopefully keep me <laughs> wow under control and producing awesome. a show because you're so wild Liz I mean, like, just get me to actually do the thing. You're a bucktooth Becky of uh, the podcasting world. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's going to be so exciting. Yeah. 
It will be. I am. I am very excited. I have seen that movie a lot. I love You've seen that, that movie a literally lot. Just trying to manifest this into existence. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when when I the last podcast I guested on was uh, <laughs> Karate Kid Minute with Robin. With uh, Wolfman Wolf Robin. Jack. With Wolfman Jack. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I just uh, randomly drew myself in a men in black suit. So I don't know. I think maybe I'll just do that show. <laughs> <laughs> and Yeah, to plug another spot. Yeah, me, Liz, and uh, Jonathan Howell are all on the last, very last episodes of Karate Kid Minute. So yes, yeah, something to check out if you want to listen to us talk more about stuff that doesn't make sense. And arbitrary rating systems. You know what? Sometimes... Things don't need to make sense. They're metaphysical. I don't really know what that word means. We're, but, we're the Welsh <laughs> poets of podcasting. There we go. Oh, wow. That's a beautiful sentiment to end today's show on. But join us again tomorrow for more American Graffiti. Not not more American Graffiti, the sequel. Join us for more of this podcast that is about American Graffiti. Wow. American right. Graffiti and, as well. Yes. <laughs> she took us on a journey there. She's an unreliable narrator. He's really fast, isn't he? So I need to, um, like, for some reason, my original backup just stopped. Okay. So uh, that's not there. So I hope that okay. uh, it comes out well for you. I will start uh, a second one. All right. Hope springs eternal. Yeah. Okay. That's a different poem. <laughs> we can't go down this road. No more poetry, we'll tyranny. Jeez. No more poetry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Now this is Although recording. Although some would say that rock and roll is a poet. <laughs> anyway. <laughs>